This is a reminder, you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. And this is Encounter with God. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. We are about to get into our Bible study. Before we do, we have another clue for our quiz, which nobody seems to have snapped up yet. It's a What Book Am I? The number to call is, get ready for it, 1-800-324-843, or you can text us on 0491-064-669. Okay, quote, What Book Am I? Quote, If anyone's name was not found written in the Book of Life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. All right. What book does that come from? You've got a bunch of, just a bunch of quotes from this book, really, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. It's all the clues that we're Pretty getting. Much. No, I gave one before that said that this book um, says the word angel more than any other book in the Bible. Okay. So, so yeah, if you know what it is, give us a call. It's rather famous angels in this book. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ooh. Some, uh-huh. some, yep. some famous angels. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay, so yeah. It right there, won't say any more. <laughs> Just a little bit of an add to the uh, to the clue. A uh, quick reminder before we get back into our show that if you are listening to the delayed broadcast, mm-hmm. in other words, if today is not the 14th of January, that means you're getting the delayed broadcast, which is super sad for you. And because we are super sad for you, we have a solution for you. Yes. And that is to jump on your phone, go to the App Store, uh, push the little search button. It looks like a magnifying glass and simply type in Faith FM Australia. Download the Faith FM Australia app and you are good to go. Mm -hmm. Just press play. Listen to us anywhere in the world and listen to the live show. Um, Never have to worry about a weak signal or a fading signal or anything like that. Just just go. Run Mm -hmm. through your Bluetooth or your headset or your aux cord in your car yeah it is it is the way to listen to the radio it is genuinely i was talking to some listeners yesterday and they're like you need to talk about that more often like okay i'll remember i'll talk about that again tomorrow (laughs) we'll have a plug for the app all right so uh lawson what have we got in our encounter with god today mate we're going going daniel daniel bro daniel chapter two we're all about it because we love it. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're so excited. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's passing us by, though. Like, it's just going to... That's the thing. It's just going to eventually end and we're going to be disappointed. No, we won't. We'll be in chat Daniel 3, Daniel 3 when Daniel 2 ends. Oh, but then we'll get to Daniel 12 and then... That will be sad. That will be yeah. super sad. It's like, why didn't Daniel just keep writing? <laughs> you know, why wasn't the whole book just the book of Daniel? You know, that's why, like, you know, good movies don't go for, like... 15 trillion hours you know they don't go forever and ever and ever because they eventually have to end because usually the ending's the best part yeah but some of them keep going you get number two and then number three oh, yeah, and true. then number four yeah, and number five like and series. they get lamer and lamer and lamer and lamer, lamer, and lamer, and lamer. <laughs> <laughs> see exactly if they just had it ended on the first movie then end on a high of course that's not well that's the good that's the good that's the good advice right there. End on a high because there's some movies, you know, they have franchises and it's like, well, this is good. But like, yeah, we get Daniel ends on a high. So it's good. Some of them get lame for a while and then they come back as nostalgia mm. and they have a massive hit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. 
We won't go there. <laughs> Let's talk about Daniel chapter 2 because there is really important stuff, actual real stuff to talk about in Daniel 2. Mm. Quick background, second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign. Um, also, that equates to the second year of Daniel's education in mm. Babylon. The cabinet has been called in to answer the king's dream. They've asked, yes, sure, tell us what the dream was because we noted that you know the kings in those days looked for omens mm. and dreams were seen as being very important omens, The way, one of the ways that the gods spoke to us. And so Nebuchadnezzar calls them in and they're like, yep, no problem, we can do that, just tell us what the dream was and we'll tell you the interpretation of the dream. He's like, yeah, well, there's one small problem. I've forgotten the dream. Mm. So what I need you to do, which is not an uncommon thing, all of us have those kind of dreams, but he's like, what I, what, what I need you to do is to tell me what I dreamed and tell me the interpretation because I really need to know about this one. Mm-hmm. It's one that he really, really needed to know about. And for Nebuchadnezzar, I mean, that's not an unreasonable request because they interpret his dreams by supernatural means. So why not use those same supernatural means yeah. to discover what it was that he had dreamed? This is this is their job, basically. They're, that's, they're not, people, that's why they exist. They're people who communicate to the gods. Uh, don't let my lack of uh, you seeing me um, hide my air quotes from you, my air quotations. They talk to the gods, and um, yeah. if they have the ability to talk to the gods, then, of course, they would know what Nebuchadnezzar had dreamed because he, Nebuchadnezzar knows that God sent him this dream. Absolutely. Um, and, of course, Nebuchadnezzar gives them some extra motivation mm. to discover what he dreamed. He's like, if you don't discover what I dreamed, I'm going to kill you all slowly and painfully and turn your houses into a heap of dung, the Bible says. Mm. We could imagine <laughs> less polite ways of and describing that. Today. Tear them limb from limb and cut them up in pieces. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's rather explicit in the way that he addresses his cabinet uh, mm. in motivating them thus. And this was not something that didn't happen in the ancient world. Mm. You know, Nebuchadnezzar was a psychopath. There's no question about that. Uh, He was a genius. He was a psychopath at the same time. But, you know, if you go back to Darius the Great, um, you know, he had a similar situation to this and he took his entire cabinet of magi and executed a lot of them. Mm. Um, Sorry, that was Darius the First, not Darius the Great. So Darius, that the easily confused because Darius, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> we will talk about the various Dariuses as we go through the book of Daniel, mm-hmm. because there are a number of them that are featured in the book of Daniel. Yes, and yeah, so um, you've got a number of instances where you've got ancient emperors who are like, yep, I'm going to wipe out my whole cabinet and start from scratch because these guys are useless. Mm. Okay, so that is what he has decreed now. Lawson, yes. let's say that you are one of the Chaldeans who's put your hand up like, yes, pick me, pick me, pick mm-hmm. me. I need the honor. I need some brownie points right now. I will interpret the king's dream. You've put your hand up for that, and suddenly Nebuchadnezzar has gone, um, I don't remember what I dreamed, so I need you to tell me what I dreamed. How are you feeling right now? Particularly when he says, you're going to die slowly, painfully, and your houses are going to be turned to a heap of ash. Um. <coughs> You could probably say I'd feel pretty nervous about it, you know, like I'd, I'd you know, I'd be getting a bit... Uh, what would you say in response to the king? Would, uh, you, would you try and reason with the king? Probably. Honestly, yeah. You <laughs> like, kind of don't have an option, do yeah, you? You know, this is the thing that's so interesting about the story. Like, 
we're talking they're standing in front of the king of the world at the time like That's nebuchadnezzar right. like the emperor of the world and you know he's threatening them to kill them like what, oh, what, what he says happens pressure. what like, he says happens yeah so obviously i think the thing you'd try and do would be like oh but king just have it especially as his family as well you kind of got two choices here don't you mm. you can speak up and try and reason with the king or just quietly die yeah. Give up and die. Those that's, are the only it. options yeah. that you've been presented with. It's not a good thing to talk back to the king ever. Mm. But what else are you going to do? Yeah, but if that saves you from dying, then that's pretty much your only option. So you've got to give it a crack. You've got to yeah. give it a crack. You've got to give it a try. All right, let's go to uh, Daniel chapter 2 and uh, verse 10. In verse 10, the Bible says, The astrologers replied to the king, No one on earth can tell the king his dream. And no king, however great and however powerful, has ever asked such a thing of any magician, enchanter, or enchanter or astrologer. Sorry. The king demands the king's demand is impossible. No one except the gods can tell your dream, and they do not live here among people. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh-oh, this is where they have a massive, epic, epic stuff up. What a blunder, dude. Oh. So basically, it's like this. And, and, and what you'll notice in the next verse, what does the next verse say, verse 12? Okay, for this reason, the king was very angry and furious and gave the command to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. I love the way that it puts in the old KJV here where it says, for this cause, the king was angry and very furious. Mm-hmm. It sort of raises the bar. He was angry. No, he was very furious. Mm. He lost it. Yeah. And when Nebuchadnezzar lost it, it was never a good thing because lots of people would die anytime Nebuchadnezzar lost it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why has Nebuchadnezzar lost it so badly with what they've said? Is it just the fact that they have answered back? Or is there something no, more here? It's very much in what they've said. Like, this is this is wild. Okay, the, what they have essentially done, well, imagine you're working on radio, right? You've yep. got this job doing, oh, no, we have a, yes, we have a session. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, we're back. No, you're not working on radio, Lyle. Imagine someone asks you to build a house. And you say, yes, I can build this house. I'm going to build this house. And then later down the track, they're like, where's my house at? And then you say to them, actually, I know you gave me all this money and resources to build the house, but I can't build houses and I have never built a house. That is basically what's just happened here. Because look what they say. They're like, okay, firstly, no king is... Can, ever- I, can I take that Can I take the illustration oh, yeah, step yeah, further? Sure, sure. Let's say that they... <laughs> pay you to do a development over multiple years. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, you're doing a whole subdivision. Yes. And whenever they ask you how it's going, you say, it's going great. Mm. And there's actually nothing there. It's just a paddock. Yeah. <laughs> and then they find out mm-hmm. there's just a paddock there. Mm-hmm. That's what's happened, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly what's happened. And it starts with, firstly, they're like, we can't tell the king's dreams because no one has ever re- asked this and it's impossible, which is firstly, like like the king, the thing that would be going through the king's mind is like, oh, what? but I thought you guys could talk to God. Like, 
you know, okay, this is what you're claiming, but like, why is this? And then they give their reason why. Because no one can actually talk to God. Mm-hmm. No, that's basically, they're like, the gods do not dwell among us, which is literally their job okay, so, is to so talk for the last, to God. For the last however long they have been the advisors for the crown prince and now the king, mm-hmm. however many years this is, they have been claiming you know, supernatural information. Mm. So when the king wants to build something or when the king wants to go to war, these are the guys that he consults. Mm. And they say, yes, you can do this, the omens are good, or no, you can't do this because the omens are bad. Mm-hmm. They get those omens by interpretation from the gods. They are the ones whose job it is, this is their, this is their job description, is to be in communication with the gods. Mm. Nebuchadnezzar has this situation, and so he tells them, I need you, he asks them, I need you to tell me what I dreamed. They say, we can't do that. The only person who knows what you dreamed is the gods. Mm-hmm. Wait up. Aren't you the guys who communicate with the gods like on a daily basis? Mm. If the gods know, and you are standing here in front of me stating that the gods know the answer to this, go and ask them like you always have done so before. Mm. And so basically what they have done is they have admitted to Nebuchadnezzar that for however many decades they have been his counsellors, they've just been making it up. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no development there. There's, there's just a paddock. Mm. There's no subdivision. There's no houses built. There's not actually nothing there. <clears throat> Everything that they have said, and he would have made monumental decisions based on these guys mm. and their communication with the gods. He would have attacked Jerusalem. He would have risked his life and his army on numerous occasions based on the information that these guys had given him from the gods who they have now just admitted that they have never been in communication with. Mm. I think that adds a little bit of context to how angry he was. His whole world view has just been pulled out from under his feet. Mm. He's not just angry, he's insecure. He's like, where do I turn? Where do I go? What do I do with religion? What do I do with my cabinet? How do I make decisions anymore? His whole decision-making process has crumbled around his ears. I want you to think about this because imagine how terrified and insecure you would feel in this situation right here. Oh, it's just awful. It's just like... Ah, where can he go? That's the other thing is that like these are his closest people, you know. These are his the people who he confides in. These are the people who he spends time with, and it's just like he's just surrounded by all these people that have just been lying to him for the longest time. And like, let me add as well, like for the purpose of wealth. That's right. Like to get rich, basically. Yeah. So they've just used him for money, and they're just like, oh, actually, we can't do this job, which he told us, which we told you we can do. And so, yeah, his response to that is. Then you shall die. <laughs> like <laughs> that is exactly what happens. It's like okay, death. <laughs> the decree went forth. The Bible says that the wise men should be slain. Mm. We don't use the word slain very much these days. We don't go out and slay things. No, it's a very vivid term. Well, in my Bible here it says executed, and I know that I don't do much of that either. So yes, yeah. And the Bible says they sought Daniel and his fellows. Okay, why wasn't Daniel there in the first place? Because Daniel was a student. Yeah, you don't call your students in mm-hmm. uh, to this kind of a meeting. You call your cabinet in. Yes. Okay, so why are they going after Daniel, you think? 
I think it's I think it's by implication because it would be like his cabinet who would run this school to train up advisors, right? And as you that's, said, that's what they're there for. If Nebuchadnezzar's entire worldview that his advisors can talk to the gods has been pulled out from under him, it's like, man, what do I need this school for? Like, for like, just get rid of him because you know Daniel in particular. You know, as we talked about, Nebuchadnezzar was a great builder, and so I'm sure he would have had a university school for builders. He would have had, you know, a kind Engineers. of an, an academy for soldiers, everything. And the, and Daniel and his four friends, they were part of the academy for wise men. That's right. You know, for for you know the, the the servants of the kings, the instructors of the kings, and and now the counselors, the cabinet. Yeah, the cabinet. And now that they've found out that it's actually all just a fraud, basically, it's like, oh well, let's get rid of the whole thing off the face of the universe. Like that's basically Nebuchadnezzar's response. Don't need you guys. Yeah, like, superfluous. Get out. <laughs> superfluous to not necessary to requirements. Superfluous to requirements. Mm. Okay, how does Daniel respond? To verse fourteen. When Arioch, the commander of the king's guard, came to kill them, Daniel handled the situation with wisdom and discretion. He asked Arioch, why has the king issued such a harsh decree? So Arioch told him all that, that had happened. It'd be a De- bit of a shock, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, hanging out in your dorm room with your mates doing the university thing. Yeah. And somebody knocks on the door and is like, oh, who's there? It's like, oh, it's Arioch. Oh, Arioch. Come on in. Let's hang out for a while. Um, well, I've actually come here to execute you. <laughs> Lawson at Avondale College 2020. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Lawson, if somebody named Arioc knocks at your door, just, just, just bolt out the window. Yeah, I'm just later. <laughs> That's why I'm living off campus. <laughs> Nobody here. No one lives at this house. Goodbye. It's, it's vacant. Yeah. But, uh, I've never met anyone named Arioc, so I think you're safe. But yeah, Arioc shows up and uh, it's like, oh, hey guys, like uh, I'm here to kill you. Okay, but if that was the case, would you ask for time? Oh, yeah. I think it's a natural thing to ask for time. I think the, you know, the Bible skips over a lot of detail. Mm. I think that the wise men would have asked for time if they could have done. Mm. I think that anybody in their right mind would ask for time because time is going to give you a couple of days extra of life, mm. either which way you look at it. But like, however, yeah, asking for time and being granted time are two different things. Mm. Okay, so let's go back to Nebuchadnezzar. He's uh, what late twenties, early thirties, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a young guy, and he has a teenager walk in. Um, and this teenager is like, hey, I just need a bit of time. I can, I can tell you the answer. Why is it that you grant him time? With the express purpose of him having the ability to interpret the dream, yeah. to tell, like to actually do the job. And that's what, like in my translation, it's like, like he requested more time to tell the king what his dream meant. And that's why I was given him. It's a, it's a reasonable request for Daniel to make because he was not there at the first meeting. Mm-hmm. He is not in a position where he has he has not been you know pulled in by implication into denying that he can communicate with the gods. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 councillors, the cabinet that was actually present there because. You know, all of them have agreed together that you have to ask the gods this question and that they can't. Mm-hmm. Daniel's not in that position because he's like, no, actually, I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's in his favor. And it's and it's reasonable to say, look, it's going to take me some time to get in contact. Mm-hmm. 
I, I see nothing unreasonable about that. What interests me is that Nebuchadnezzar grants him that time. This was clearly something that Nebuchadnezzar really, really wanted to know about. He was mm. highly motivated to know the answer to his question. So much so that a teenage kid walks in. He may be 18, 19 at the most. Um, but this teenage kid walks in. He may only be 17 and says, look, give me time and I'll give you the answer. And he actually gives it to him. It's like, yeah, mm. all right, I'll hold off. He must have been incredibly highly motivated to get an answer for his question. And so this makes this dream that he has just so incredibly fascinating because it must have just been so vivid and uh, and really caught him up. Anyway, this is, uh, what have we got here? Doris Johnson, am I a soldier of the cross?
You're listening to Doris Johnson with Am I a Soldier of the Cross? That's Doris. Doris. Not Not Boris. Boris. Doris Johnson. (laughs) That was Boris Johnson. It would be, am I a soldier for Brexit? Which the answer would be yes. But he is. Anyways. He is a a soldier for Daniel 2. Prophecy. (laughs) Prophecy? Ooh, wow. Wow. Okay, there you go. We will... Man, <laughs> you'll have to spoilers. stay tuned. You'll have spoilers. to stay tuned if you want to know about that. All right, here we go. What book am I? Come on, guys. This is okay. This is the clue of all clues. Are you ready? All right, you need to announce the prize. I think. I think we need to put a an, announce a prize. Let's give. Let's give away a Bible. Yep. All right. So we're going to give away a King James Bible, a New King James Bible, I should mm-hmm. say, um, a New King James Bible to anyone who can enter this one. So give us a call right now: one 843 And the clue is. I am the last book of the Oh, no. Oh, what? I promised a Bible for that? (laughs) (laughs) They would have got a prize anyway. They probably would have got a Bible anyway. So 1-800-324-843. Give us a call and you win that Bible for free. Or text us on 0491-064-669. All right, so where are we up to? Okay, let's go back to verse 7 and 8 because I want to explore further this extra time that Daniel gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got verse 7, 8, 4, 6, Yep. They said again, please, your majesty, tell us the dream and we will tell you what it means. The king replied, I know what you are doing. You are stalling for time because you know I am serious about what I say. <laughs> so the wise men, the cabinet, the counselors, the Chaldeans, the soothsayers, the magicians ask for more time and Nebuchadnezzar is like, no. Nah. Daniel walks in. And he says, yes, Mm. because Daniel's request was reasonable. Their request was unreasonable. Mm -hmm. They admit they can't talk to the gods. Daniel says, I can. Mm. And so let me go and talk. If the the wise men had said, oh, okay, leave it with us. We'll go and have a chat with the gods. Mm. Then it would have been reasonable for him to do so. But because they knew they could not talk to the gods, rather than saying, leave it with us, we'll go and talk to the gods, they've said, no one can do that. <laughs> Weak effort. And so Nebuchadnezzar's like, you're trying to buy time. I'm not going to give you any time. You're mm. going to die. <laughs> Rough. Yeah, that was it. That was Nebuchadnezzar. The guy was a psycho. Like, he was a psycho, but at the same time, from the kind of psycho kind of... From a psycho perspective, like... He kind Highly of, it's, intelligent. It's kind of like... It's kind of justified. Like, you lied to me. It's time to yeah, die. Yeah, my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially as his cabman, as his most trusted advisors, it's like, all right, goodbye. Like, you can't trust someone like that as a king. At a time where kings, as we were talking about yesterday, were so anxious and self-conscious about, like, you know, betrayal and all these kinds of things. Like, he needed people who were going to tell him the truth. So, it's like, oh, all right, you guys lied to me. You, you lost your one chance. Goodbye. So, but now. All right, so Daniel gets time. Yes, Daniel gets That is time. what he does with his time. Oh, this and, is so And uh, our producer was just asking, are you going to get to these verses? It looks like we are. Um, verse 17. Yes. What happens? Then Daniel went home and told his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah what had happened. He urged them to ask the God of heaven to show them his mercy by telling them the secret so they could not be executed along with the other wise men of Babylon. Okay, okay. Let's think about this for a moment. Daniel's gone in and said, actually, there is a God. Um, and uh, that is Yahweh, mm-hmm. the Hebrew God. 
Nebuchadnezzar gives him time, but at the same time, I wonder how skeptical Nebuchadnezzar may have been. Mm-hmm. Has Daniel at this stage had enough time to come before the notice of the king? Has his brilliance and genius been mentioned? Is this one of the reasons why he's given time, or is he unknown? We don't know the answer mm. to this question. But we do know that sometimes when you meet with a celebrity, like a major celebrity, some people get this thing called be- being called starstruck. Mm. And they just all sort of fall apart and go, uh, and become idiots. Daniel walks in with absolute confidence. He holds his head high. He's a teenager, but he's like, no, there's a God in heaven. Mm. Uh, his name is Yahweh. He is our God, our Hebrew God. And I can imagine Nebuchadnezzar thinking to himself, yeah, that's the one that I defeated. So our gods are actually a whole lot better than Yahweh. Mm. But Daniel is qu- confident. He's like, well, if there's a God out there who can come up with the answer, I need to know the answer. Wow. So I'm all ears. Mm. Smart move on Nebuchadnezzar's part. And of course, Yahweh is the only God, mm. the only one who does have the answer. And unlike the counselors, unlike Nebuchadnezzar's cabinet, Daniel's friends do actually have a line of communication with their yeah. God, wow. the God, Yahweh, and they have absolute confidence in him. Mm. They've got no question, no doubt whatsoever at all, which would be very, very hard to do. It would be very, very hard to have no doubt and no question when you've been carted off as a captive. But this is like the simple reality of the situation. Daniel, if he doesn't do this, is going to die. That's right. And so, and it, like, if he doesn't do this, he's going he to die. What's he got to lose? Like, what's he got to lose? But it's like legit. Okay, you have been tasked with telling the king of the world his dreams or you are going to die. Okay, Lyle. Can I tell you your dreams? No. No. And can you tell me my dreams? No. And can I tell producer Shell's dreams? No, she's shaking her head in the studio. I can't tell anyone their dreams. And so who else could I possibly go to other than God, like, than the God I believe in, to consult him to tell the dreams? Like, to, to, to inform me on what Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Like, they really, they have absolutely no option here. And so that's what they have to do. And it's just like, because it's, you know, it's a powerful, it's a powerful thing. Like they go to God in prayer. It's mm. like, praise the Lord. Amen. You know, sitting here as a Christian, as a believer in God, I'm like, that's so inspiring. What do you reckon that prayer meeting would have been like that oh, night? Man, like they're praying for their literal lives, you know, like, like, I'm, you know, people say, oh, I was just praying my guts out for this one thing that like these guys, if they don't get this done, they're going to die. Kind of like I heard some, you know, we've been hearing really cool testimonies about people dealing with the bushfires. Yes. Like, and, you know, um, in particular, some of, uh, actually, your 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 son, Emerson, he was, when he was up in Taree, and you remember that story? Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, up yeah. in Taree, yep, and yep, the bushfires yep. are surrounding them, and they're praying, and like, you know, talking to him about that, he's like, yeah, man, like, I was... We're praying for our lives up there. Yep. Like we're praying that God would protect us, and it was everything that. Like I dare say that Emerson has probably never prayed like that in his life. You know, because this was this is for his life, man. Mm-hmm. And so you could imagine Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, and Daniel, dude. They're just like they're praying for their lives. This would be a powerful season of prayer to be a part of. There would be confession. There would be weeping. There would be praise. There would be, you know, thanksgiving. There would be like everything here. And I dare say that they probably didn't spend much time sleeping that night because they're just praying. The interesting thing is that their lives are on the line the next day 
and they do spend some time sleeping. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. I just like Peter. That they did. They go to sleep, and they get shown the dream. And it's just, (laughs) I kind of think, you know, if I was going to die tomorrow, and I knew I was going to die tomorrow in a really bad way, Mm. would I sleep? But this is the thing, Lyle. And they do. They do sleep because they know they're not going to die. That's right. Well, that's that's right. They have absolute faith in God. Mm. Okay, so they sleep that night, and uh, the Bible says, then the... Uh, Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision, and Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Mm. So Daniel Daniel gets three things right here. Number one, he gets the dream. Mm -hmm. Number two, we're going to find out later, he also gets the interpretation. Mm -hmm. And number three, and most importantly, unlike Nebuchadnezzar, he doesn't forget any of it when he wakes up the next day. Mm. And so they have a great prayer meeting of thanks and thanksgiving uh, straight after this. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and might are His, and He changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know, understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with him. I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my I've just found a great op shop in Albury. Really? Where is it? 
It's the Adra Op Shop at 805 David Street. They have all these cool clothes for the whole family and great stuff for their house as well. And the people there are so friendly. They love a chat. <laughs> Sounds good. It gets better. If you mention you heard this ad on Faith FM, you can fill a bag of clothes for just $5. Well, I'm in. When is it open? They're open every Wednesday and Thursday from 9 to 3. Looks like we'll have to make a date. Remember, it's the Adra Op Shop at 805 David Street. I'll see you there next week. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Are you looking for a way to turn your life experience into an enriching gift for helping those around you? A counselling degree at Avondale College of Higher Education could provide you a great foundation to assist others through life's difficulties. Study in a personalised environment alongside a fantastic support network and community on our Lake Macquarie campus. Apply to study counselling today at counselling.avondale.edu.au. It's higher education designed for life.
guitar, oh my joy, my joy, oh my joy, my joy, oh my joy, my joy. That was Sandra McCracken with Send Out Your Light. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. That was coming from Psalms 43. We have come time for come to question of the day time and of course uh our quiz what book of the bible do you find three angels messages in oh there you go bam talked a lot about uh angels mm-hmm. being mentioned more in this book than any other book mm-hmm. there are three angels in particular yes there are there are also three unclean spirits Three angels versus three unclean spirits. Where do you find that? 1-800-324-843. Give us a call right now and a free Bible is coming your way. Or text us on 0491-064-669. Lawson, question of the day. What do you got for us? Okay. Question from Darren. Melchizedek, which means king of righteousness, was a king and priest of the Most High God. Some theologians propose that he was was a pre-incarnate appearance of Christ. Is this possible? Well, if some theologians propose that, then they would be wrong. Ooh. <laughs> G, G, this is not a uh, pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ, and Jesus did not live uh, a lifetime here on this earth as the king of a particular city um, during the lifetime of Abraham um, as a priest and a king of that city. That did not take place. That would have been... Let's just stop and think about this a little bit before we go any further. If Jesus had done two lifetimes on earth, one pre-incarnate, one post-incarnate, then both of those lifetimes would have been valuable to us as human beings to study and learn from. And this Mm. is something the Bible would have recorded and gone to great lengths to record. There would have been two lots of Gospels separated Mm. by a couple of thousand years. And the first coming of Jesus would not be the first coming. It would actually be the second coming, and we would now be waiting for the third. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an incredible stretch of logic before we even look at what the Bible says to go mm-hmm. that far. But let's have a look at what the Bible has to say on this subject. Let's go to Psalms chapter 7 and verse 3. Psalms chapter not Psalms, Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 3. Uh, The Bible says, Without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abides a priest continually. If you just read that with a surface reading, you're like, he's got no parents, he's got no descendants, um, and he's made one like the Son of God. Um, The interesting part about this passage is the Greek word for the word like. The Greek word for the word like here is not the word that you use for same. So he's like the Son of God. Now that suddenly becomes irrelevant if he is the same as the Son of God. So it would not, if Jesus was, if if Melchizedek and Jesus were the same person, it wouldn't say, you know, without father, without mother, without, you know, beginning of days or end of years, uh, made like the Son of God, it would say the Son of God. So you've got an irrelevant phrase within the passage if Jesus is the Son of God. Uh, the word like here, the uh, the Greek word for the word like, assumes two different and distinct personalities. 
Um, and you know, as we mentioned before, if Jesus and Melchizedek were the same, and let's say that there were no gospels who were written back in the time of Abraham, and Abraham, you know, never recorded that, or Moses never recorded that, or whatever might have been the case, then surely the apostle Paul would have clarified. He's got the perfect position. He is talking about Jesus. The entire book of Hebrews is all about Jesus. He has the opportunity here to clarify, yes, this is Jesus. It's only going to strengthen his argument if he does so. And he doesn't do so. And so, um, you know, that is an argument from silence, but it's a very, very powerful argument from silence. Okay, Psalms chapter 110, verse 4 and 5. Let's look at another passage over here. Psalms 110. Uh, That's verse 4 and 5. And there are many prophecies. Let's think about this. There are over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament dealing with the coming of the Messiah. There's not a single one of those that points to Melchizedek. They all point to Jesus Christ. And if Jesus was coming twice to this earth, that would be, as a human being, that would be central to Scripture. If Jesus was coming twice before the second coming, I should say. That would be central to Scripture. All creatures of our God and King Lift up your voice and with us sing Alleluia, Alleluia Thou burning sun with golden beam Thou silver moon with softer gleam Oh, praise Him, oh, praise Him Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah Thou rushing wind that art so strong Ye clouds that sail in heaven long Oh, praise Him, hallelujah Praise, rejoice lights of evening find a voice Oh, praise Him Oh, praise Him Alleluia Alleluia Alleluia
You're listening to All Creatures of Our God and King, Anthem Lights, here on The Breakfast Show. And as we come to the end of The Breakfast Show, Lawson, we have a giveaway for this week. We are studying Daniel 2 this week, and what an amazing chapter of the Bible is. One of the most sensational prophecies found anywhere in Scripture, often called the ABC of Bible Prophecy. And there is a world-class documentary with world-class historians speaking to what this prophecy is all about Historians and theologians, I guess you should say, and expositors, and uh, yeah, just 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 really good people who understand yeah. what's going on. And we are giving it away. We are all for free. Week come for DVD. free. So for of free. course, you can give us a call one eight hundred three two four eight four three, or text us on oh four nine one zero six four six six nine, and you will get this DVD completely for free. Indeed you will. So that number again, 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064669. Be the first one to call through so that you can secure your copy. My recommendation would be send a text message because the phone lines look kind of busy right yeah. now. Yeah, they do. Uh, with people answering the quiz. Of course, if you're driving, make sure to pull over to the side of the road and, uh, you know, do, do, it, it. do it safely do and it legally. Do it safely and legally. That's right. There are cameras out there. They will catch you. <laughs> Okay, so, um, and also if you'd like to know more about Daniel 2, you can uh, contact us and anybody who contacts us can get a uh, copy of the of my prophetic code course. Mm. Um, you can do my prophetic code course, which covers Daniel chapter 2 extensively. Um, entirely for free. Anyone can get that. No limits on the numbers. Don't forget, friends, to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus.
Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Grego Pele right here on Faith FM. Struggles holding on 